Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. This, this is Jolly Rogers and Touchdown with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. Do we need? Do we have any news and notes that we need to get to before Treasure Takeaways? Um, we do. We do have some news and notes. We do. We do. So the biggest thing. Well, some people will realize how big this is, especially on that follows us on Twitter. Other people might be like, "That's your big news." But yes, guys, stay with me. Um, Jalen Darden, the designated. Mm-hmm returner has actually been waived which was a surprise um because he again he was their main go-to there was a high competition with Devin Tompkins um Scotty Miller Rashad White as well as Jalen Darden in training camp and then they slowly chipped it away to make it Darden's Darden's position so him getting waived is surprising um yeah am I a fan of the waving yes nothing personal against Darden but especially as somebody who initially started in football in college and Kaylee I'm sure you can back this up your your kickoff returner your punt returner should be able to get more than like a lousy 10 12 15 yards every time they catch the ball you also yeah, well, and there's been some mistakes that have happened. Special team. I mean, we haven't like gone f- a full deep dive on special teams, but mm-hmm. it's not been consistent. It has not been consistently like good. Um, no, and it, and it, and it, and in fact, there's been times where it's been not good, like kind of bad. Um, there's been some like pretty big hiccups and errors at times. Uh, not all to be blamed on Darden, but right. enough. And I think it's a combination of two things, Casey. I think it's a combination of not seeing enough in Darden. And mm-hmm. we, we've we seen like the emergence and the reemergence of Scotty Miller a little bit. And so I think mm-hmm. that now, because Scotty Miller is listed as Jalen Darden's backup. So mm-hmm. it is, you know, like we're pretty sure that he's going to be the guy who's going to be doing the punt returns now. And I think that Scotty Miller feels a little bit more like himself. Like we didn't see a normal Scotty Miller at the beginning of the season. Maybe it just took him some time, but now he's starting to feel a little bit like we're starting to see the Scotty Miller again. Like we're starting Mm -hmm. to see him do him. And I think putting him on punt return will just continue to give him more confidence so that when he is in the game when he is, um, you know, in, in the slot that he, he's going to also feel confident and be able to do something. So yeah. I actually like the move more so for that reason, for giving Scotty Miller the confidence yeah. than like I necessarily care about like letting Dart and go. 
Right. And like you make another great point with bringing Scotty Miller into it, because the other thing is that when you look at the depth and this wide receiver room, Jalen Darden kind of only being able to contribute on punt return isn't helping them with the rotation in the middle of a game. It doesn't seem like they really trust him at that wide receiver spot specifically. So whenever they've thrown him into games, you know, did he do a few things this season? Yes, but it was like, all right, this is our last chance. It was like last chance we throwing him in there. So at that point, now that you're using Scotty more, why not have him on punt return? Or the other thing is, is that Bucks still have Tyler Johnson, rookie Kalen Geiger and Devin Tompkins on practice squad, and they can elevate any of them in Darden's spot. So Scotty Miller was already in that, you know, active roster spot. With Darden out, they can bring up one other guy. Well, a lot of people felt some type of way about Tyler Johnson being released because he had a heck of a training camp. And then all of a sudden it was like, oops, thank you for your time. It was not enough. So he's kind of got this chip on his shoulder and could potentially have some a slight revenge tour. That would be fantastic and timely for this team. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but then that's another guy that they can have leveled up. While they have Scotty handled, you know, the the punt return position, or Devin Tompkins actually did pretty good too. So they've got two solid options there that they can consistently rely on. Geiger's still getting his legs underneath him, but still another viable option. Um, I like the move a lot. I would like to see how this is going to translate to the wide receiver active roster and what they plan on doing with this move, because that means you're going to alleviate. Mike Evans a little bit, even though he wasn't used enough versus the Saints. You're going to alleviate Chris Godwin a little bit, who's been your clutch guy. You're going to alleviate uh, Julio Jones, which you're not setting him up by, for success because the only thing they've done for Julio Jones is those deep throws over and over and over yeah. again. And then you move down the line, and then you've got Scotty Miller, who's like your emergency button. And then now who's the next guy up? I'm sure we'll get yeah. into all But, yes, that was that was the big news, my whole, my whole rant. Obviously, I have an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> on this wide receiving room. Well, well, let's get it. Let's, uh, well, do you want to wait for treasure takeaways? You're going to get into it now. Um, I'll wait for treasure takeaways. Okay. Well, I want to mention one other thing and it's, it, this feels more newsworthy than treasure takeaways because we've been, we've kind of, I don't think we've over scrutinized what Todd Bowles says, because I think there's times where he's shot himself in the foot with what mm-hmm. he said. Um, but Todd Bowles had his press conference yesterday. And when asked about like the tight games, he kind of, he kind of did what we have seen him do up to this point, which is kind of double down. Right. And he said, um, you know, you're not going to blow a lot of people out in the NFL. Quote, we won a lot of close games when we won the Super Bowl as well. Every year it's going to come down to a score or two. You've got to pay attention to the details and the ball game. Casey, I don't know how I feel about it. Like, I agree to an extent. You're all elite athletes performing. But the the thing about the NFL, so I grew up on college football. And I Mm -hmm. loved college football. And I didn't always, like, appreciate the NFL for what it was growing up because – I loved college football and, and it's, and it's a totally different strategy. The way that you play the game is different in college football. It's just about like, kind of who has the best talent, who's going to be the best recruiter. It's not necessarily as strategic as it is. Who's got the, you know, 200 pound guy that's going to go out there and, you know, run and, 
tackle and like be an insane per like who has that guy who's a better recruiter and you've mm -hmm. kind of seen that Nick Saban is a very good recruiter um you see what they're doing at Georgia very good recruiter right mm -hmm. that's the college football world whenever I started appreciating the NFL was these are all elite athletes these are all the best of the best this yeah. is like the one percent. And so what can give you the edge over another team? What's the what's the little tick? Some of it is talent, but more so than talent, Casey, it is the head coach, the strategy, the yeah. system which you're putting people in. Yep. That is what gives teams the edge. Bill Belichick, Sean Payton. Like you look at these really big famous coaches who have had success for a long time. Mm -hmm. Why are they better than the other guy? Because they're more strategic. It's a chess match because you're all playing with similar-ish pieces. So mm -hmm. you have to just be smarter, more strategic than the other person. So I think because I think that in the NFL, a lot of it comes down to strategy and coaching and how you're going to anticipate and adjust versus your opponent. I think that is the reason why I don't necessarily like that answer because as yeah. a head coach, I don't want to hear you say, well, we're just like, just accept the fact, Oh, we're just going to play in tight games. It's just how it is. Like, no, yeah. I want you to be confident in your own self, in your own strategy. I want you to say like, no, our, our goal every single time we step on the field is to go and like crush the other mm -hmm. team. Like I want to pulverize them. Yeah. That should be your mentality. The week leading up to playing a game, like all of the coaches should be studying film, should be getting ready, preparing mm -hmm. and strategically thinking, how are we going to demolish that opponent? I don't see that in Todd Bowles. Like I want, I want like, a, I want a confident guy that's going to like go out like I I want you I want you to use the words pulverize and demolish like I want you to go out there and kill the other team I don't see that from Todd Bowles at all and the fact yeah. that he's just like reside reside to be like oh it's gonna be a close game every week it's like it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be old man winter here if I had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex oh <laughs> heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived spring spring is here which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted visit the Hyundai getaway sales event where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in, these deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's a cop-out. That's how I look at it. It's a complete cop-out because you're right, Kaylee. If you also look at great coaches and them not having the best team at hand, but still making this, you know, games exciting and pulling off these, these records, like for instance, the biggest question when Tom Brady and Gronk and all these guys left the Patriots was, well, what's going to be of the Patriots? 
Bill Belichick's of the Patriots. And while you maybe know two names on that roster, are they still in games? Are they still out here performing? They're still out here doing things. Some people have their own personal opinion about Bill Belichick and the Patriots. So I'll do you one better. I think the world of Pete Carroll. I think that it should be constantly talked about what Pete Carroll does in the Seahawks organization. You give him an offense that's a dumpster fire and he somehow still makes something work. You give him a young defense that's unhealthy and he still makes something work. Geno Smith isn't going off because Geno Smith was this hidden gem his entire career. He wasn't being utilized correctly. He didn't have the right person speaking into his life and extracting that gold out of him. Pete Carroll happened to do it. So it is the coach. It is whatever kind of gumption and motivation and inspiration and relatability a coach has. Andy Reid. The Chiefs haven't always been this fantastic team to talk about, but they've always kind of been in it in some way or another, even before Patrick Mahomes. And then I'm going to go as far to say Bruce Arians with the Cardinals because, no, guys, I didn't know who Bruce Arians was when he put on uh, Bucks polo. I've been watching this guy since he was over there at the Cardinals. So Mm -hmm. it's all about how you take that extra time. And that's why they say, like, you think the life of an athlete is exhausting and you know, has a lot oh going God. on. No, it's the life of a coach. Talk to the wife of a coach and understand what she has to go through and stand by in order to let a team flourish and be successful. It's taking that extra time to know your players, to know how to reach the gold in them so that you can have that translate to the field. And the thing is, while I think Coach Bowles has good qualities, great qualities, he's much better as a defensive coordinator than he is a head coach because I don't think that he has the capacity to sit there and identify with each player specifically, find a way to put all the pieces together and execute. Because you don't just sit here and say, oh, we've been in a lot of tight games and that's that. If you were in these two-minute drills without Tom Brady, it'd be a different conversation, number one. Number two, you're not in tight, exciting games where it's back and forth. They score, you score, they score, you score. No, it's you completely giving up the entire game and then deciding in the end of the fourth quarter, all right, let's dial this up just a notch. Like there's a complete difference in those tight wins. There's a dumpster fire tight win, which the Bucks are doing. And then there's this exciting game. That's like, Oh my gosh, there's just so much strategy in this. He just out matched him. He just out yeah. matched him. Oh crap. Look at him overplay that. Like that excitement. Yeah. It doesn't exist no. until that two minutes. And to continue on that point, whenever you wait for that long, sometimes it works out against the saints and sometimes it doesn't work out look at the browns game right, right. like it's a perfect example like the bucks tried to dial it up at the end of the browns game and it mm-hmm. didn't work out it didn't work yep. out that game and it just so happened to work out in the saints game and again that's just not putting yourself and your team in the best position i don't yeah you're not always gonna have a fifth quarter you're not always gonna have a fifth quarter and you can't strategize for a fifth quarter because you're gonna lose Yeah. I love you use the word gumption. And I love that because I think that's something that you have to have. We talked earlier on the podcast, like earlier in this season about what makes Tom Brady so good. Mm -hmm. And I heard, I heard, um, Colin Coward and and he had a really good take on this. And, And I think I agree with him. He said, you know, it's not that he's so much more talented than everyone else it's that he's worked harder he has dedicated his entire life to this thing he he won't drink a beer during the regular season he his diet his workout regimen the the way that he treats his brain the mindfulness like everything in his life 
is about being the very, okay, I'll do you one better. Look at Andrew Luck. I just listened to this podcast last night on Andrew Luck and, and how he's like, what he, what he's been doing, why he stepped away from the game of football. Right. And he was saying that like everything in his life was dedicated to being the very best. He literally Casey, um, like he, he had like an architecture major. Uh, he built his own house to be the perfect house for a quarterback. Like that's as, you know what I mean? Like whenever wow. he went out to eat with people, he would order for everyone because he just oh like gosh. was in control of the situation and was just like, this is what we're doing. Like I'm the quarterback. I make the decisions. I like, you know, run through everything. Like it's his entire life was dedicated to being a quarterback Mm -hmm. that's what makes someone great. That's the difference between like good, really, really good natural yep. talent and like greatness go. It's the people who spend the time. I mean, you look at anybody, look at Michael Jordan, look at LeBron James. Like you can use small any details. of these elite athletes. Exactly. Small details. It's the continuation. It's the repetition. It is the want, the drive, the gumption, to mm -hmm. be the best and dedicating everything you have to that end. Yep. I don't, I don't see that as a head coach in Todd Bowles. And no. that doesn't mean that he can't be good. Yeah, but he but might is he be gonna be Bill Belichick. Probably as not. Defensive coordinator because taking yeah. on that extra mental activity, that extra layer, it, it just it it might not be suitable. And not because he's not smart. I think no. the big thing with Coach Bowles is the fact that, like, he's maybe a little too passive and not aggressive in the areas where he needs to be like, this is what's happening. This is what we're taking accountability for. This is how it has to go. I'm not seeing the confidence behind decision making. And we've talked about how things translate from the head all the way down. You know, we're seeing players make mistakes that they shouldn't be making in their fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, twelfth season in the league. Why are they all of a sudden doing that? Yeah. It's not all health related. I can tell you that. So I think sometimes that, that energy starts to translate. I'm a firm believer of that. When you have a head coach, it's like, you better find your confidence and go out there and make it happen versus like, you know, if you think that you can do it, then go do it. It's like a parent, you know, if you, if your parent was like fired up for you to go do something, you're going to go out there with your head that much higher being like, all right, I'm going to do this. Or if you yeah. have a parent, that's like, you know, if you want to do it, do it. If you don't want to do it, don't, then you're going to be sitting there in confusion. Like, well, can I do it? Like, yeah, do should you I do it? Do this? Like, what? Yeah. Over processing something, it takes away from the initial reaction of something. And, and so I just, I think that, that coach Bowles just lacks that extra punch. That's probably needed as a head coach at this level. And like you said, it comes down to the small details. And if you can't even take accountability for the small details, then on the grand scheme of things, you're not sitting there saying, the talent on this roster should be blowing out teams. That's why I think it's yeah. kind of insulting to sit there and be like, oh, we're going to play in tight games. That's just the the way of this league. It's also kind of ridiculous to say when you've got the Bills blowing people out, the Dolphins blowing people out, the Eagles blowing people out, the Titans showing up at random moments to blow people out, the Colts having blowouts. Like You've got all these teams that have fractured rosters putting up numbers. Yep. And then one of the most talented rosters in the league struggles to break 20 points. I mean, yeah. for weeks we were talking about this team not being able to find the end zone past one or two touchdowns, let alone three. Oh my gosh, it's a it's a rainy it's a it's a heyday in Tampa Bay if this team puts up more than three touchdowns. That shouldn't be 
that shouldn't be the milestone. It's that yeah. feels low. That feels like a low expectation for such a talented roster and a waste of yeah. time. No, I agree. I agree a hundred percent. Um, and I, I, this isn't to just like go all in on Todd Bowles. I just, I, I, I have so much respect for him as a person and as a coach. Mm-hmm. I, but I have to also call it as I see it. And Casey, I just, I don't see it as a head coach for him. Um, at least not right now. I could be wrong. He, I would yeah. love to be proven wrong. I would love to be proven wrong. Please. Yeah. Prove me wrong. 